We have the spiritual capability and capacity to do what God did and does. Developing your born-again human spirit requires commitment and training in the same way you would do for your mind and body. Join Kenneth Copeland for a workout to build your life. Now, on today's Believer's Voice of Victory. Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland, and this is the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Let's have a word of prayer, and we get right into today's Bible lesson. Father, thank you so much for your word. We open our hearts, we open our minds for revelation from heaven, and we thank you for it. And we honor you, Lord Jesus, in this place. We honor you, Holy Spirit, in this place. Oh, Lord Jesus, this place belongs to you. Hallelujah. And we ask and believe we receive your manifesting yourself just any way you want to. And because we're excited about you and we're excited about the Word and we're excited about these broadcasts. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So give the Lord praise this morning. And we welcome all you to the studio and and we've got a a bunch of fanatics in here this morning. (laughs) And you hang around long enough, you'll be just as fanatical as we are about Jesus and His Word and and living by faith and walking in the power of His love and in the name of Jesus. Let's open our Bibles, first of all, to the 11th chapter of the book of Mark. Brother Copeland, it seems like that's just where you start all the time. You finally realize that, huh? (laughs) Amen. Now, and and I'll give you a little background on that. Um, Many, many years ago, we're celebrating at the time where you're seeing this in, um, oh, I think probably somewhere in the first part of March. But while we're here this morning, this is January. So um, this, and we're celebrating our 52nd anniversary in the ministry, praise God. And uh, Gloria and I are excited about that. And back in the very, very early part of this. I enrolled as a student in January of 1967. And um, a short time after that, of course, I was uh, Oral Roberts, praise God, my spiritual father who's in heaven now, and I miss him. And, uh, but just a short time after that, I was uh, thrilled and inter- at my introduction to Kenneth e. Hagin's ministry. And I began to watch Oral Roberts use his faith. And I remember uh, I, I was part of the flight crew, and I, I remember one of the first things I noticed in those meetings. Now, I, I was privileged to be in two of the last three tent meetings that they had. That was an experience. Whoa. And um, I noticed 
man, he uses his faith on purpose. I mean, and, and, I, and I thought, you know, he didn't just shoot a scatter shot at stuff. He's like a mechanic that goes to his toolbox and gets exactly the tool he needs at the time. And he uses it just like a mechanic uses a tool. Amen. And it revolutionized my entire idea and concept about faith. I was hungry for faith. I, uh, I remember reading, of course, I was a scripture, a little literate, um, and even when I went to school. But um, I remember when, after Gloria and I um, both got born again and, and, and six months after we were married, and I remember reading the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. I said, Gloria, this is the hall of fame, yes. but it's faith. How do you get that? I didn't know I already had it <laughs> when I got born again, you know. But uh, I, and, and, and I just had a quest in my heart for it. Well, and I began to study after um, Brother Hagin as well as Brother Roberts. And, and of course, short time after that, the, the Lord said to me, now I've never heard the audible voice of, of God. I'm open, sir. But, I, but, but it's, it's in that place that every born again believer, and this is some of the things we're going to get into this week and next. And we're going to be talking about developing and training the born again human spirit. And most people don't even know you can do that. They know you can train your mind and train your body, but don't know you can train your spirit. Anyway, you can, you can train your spirit to hear God. He's speaking to us all the time. That right. right. in the end, speaking is we've been so spiritually dense as not to be able to, to be aware of what he's saying. Anyway, I heard this. I want you to go teach my people faith. So it's going it, to, I'm either going to start there or wind up there or, <laughs> or go by there on the, on the way because that, that is part of the original mandate of this ministry. And so when I'm not really all that sure uh, what I'm supposed to do in a certain service, I just go to Mark 11, 20, 22, 3, 4, and 5 and start there. And then the Lord will take me wherever he wants me to go. Now, most of the time, I would say, oh, way beyond 90% of the time, I'm well aware of where I'm to begin and a lot of times, this happens <laughs> more than once, he'll give me uh, something like that we're going to do uh, in uh, these two weeks, this two weeks of study. This may be just the first part of the track. I've had that happen too, where, where you, you move in the direction he says, and then he'll go here a direction and so forth. But we're open to the leadership of the Spirit of God. Amen. And I know you're praying and you're helping me. And you too. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Mark chapter 11. Now you remember this situation here. Um, Jesus spoke to a fig tree 
and, and, and said to it, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Well, they went on to Jerusalem. Then they were there until evening, went back then to Bethany and spent the night. So all day, at least what, 12 hours or so probably, that after he spoke to that tree, they went back by it. Nobody commented on that. And you know good and well they looked. I mean, unless it's so dark, you couldn't see it. But, you know, people didn't wait until it's so dark, you couldn't see to travel then because they, so it was obviously light, enough daylight to, to get back over there. No comment. But the next day, so sometime during that time, the spiritual force of faith was applied to that tree when he spoke it. And sometime during that time, the working of that spiritual force. Now, look, look at this. And uh, in verse 20, in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Notice from the roots. That's very important. Most people, without, without actually thinking about it, look to the outside to see if they, if you can see anything. And it, if it happens to be your body you're dealing with, you, or it, can I feel anything? Well, that's not the evidence of anything spiritual. It may be the result of it, but it's not evidence. This started, spiritual things go to the root. So, dried up from the roots, Peter calling to remembrance said, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. Now, Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Now, faith is a spiritual force because God is a spirit. Now, I'll tell you before we get any further into this. Jesus is demonstrating to them and to you and to me that as human beings, spirit beings, created originally in the image and, and the likeness of God, who is a spirit. So we have the superior, the, the, excuse me, we have the spiritual capability and capacity to do what God did and does. We have that, we have that same capacity. Then when you get born again, then your, your, it's your, your spirit man, the inner man that's reborn, not your body. Now your mind has to be renewed, but this spirit man is recreated. The spirit man is not healed. The spirit man is not just forgiven. I remember when I was a young boy in the 
the church that we grew up in, one of the favorite things we heard. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. No, you are not. If you're an old sinner, you need to get saved by grace. <laughs> now, I know what, I know what we were trying to say, but, but that is a sin consciousness concept and really not aware that you have been made a new creation. We are new creatures in Christ. Praise God. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new of your spirit. All old things have, all things have become new and say it with me. All things are of God. Everything about this inner man is of God. He's your father. Amen. The word of God is your DNA. The word of God is Jesus DNA. I mean, it was the very seed that entered into little Mary's womb. Hallelujah. Well, what do you think happened to you? Glory to God. You believed in your heart and said it with your mouth. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. Mouth confession is made unto salvation. And when you did that, the same thing happened to you. Amen. Amen. For the spirit of God hovered over little Mary. And in her was conceived a holy thing. The Holy Ghost came and hovered over you. And inside there was conceived a holy person. Glory to God. That's enough to make it kick and happy. Glory. I mean, right there. Hallelujah. Praise God. Woo, ain't it fun? <laughs> I'll tell you, I love it. Praise God. So our concentration today is not specifically on the force of faith, but it's specifically on this inner man in which the force of faith lives. Hallelujah. Now then, verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, in this inner man. Now, let me talk to you a moment about this. Most of you here are aware of this, but there are those in the, in the uh, television audience that are not. This, the reason the word heart is used is because, well, let me, you, you talk about the heart of a subject. Right. It's the most important thing about the subject. Right. The heart of a tree. Mm-hmm. You're talking about where the life of the tree is. Yes. And uh, when it, you, the physical heart is, boy, that's, I mean, that's, that's the place where the physical life is. Yes. That's the reason it's called a heart. Amen. Amen. But you can't believe God. You can't believe with your physical heart any more than you can your liver. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're, we're talking about two different things. Jesus said, whatsoever is born of the spirit is spirit. 
what is born of the flesh is flesh. There are two different systems. Now, this inner man, you remember the scripture in the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, now abides faith, hope, and love. These three, the greatest of these is love. Well, of course, that's God. Now, these are the love of God shed abroad in our hearts, in the spirit, in the inner man, by the spirit of God. So, think about the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Those are spiritual forces, not natural forces, spiritual forces. They're the most powerful forces that exist. Now, now that we're tracking together on on the same line of, of thought, this spirit inner man, the you, 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 can live without your body. But your body can't live without you. Now that's a good way to think about that. That really builds a mental image of about whom we're speaking and about whom we're thinking. The natural world, and you can, it's easy to understand why. I mean, we've, we've lived our entire lives beginning 100% on the natural side of it. So we've been naturally oriented instead of spiritually oriented. And then went to church where natural people taught about natural things. And the reason they thought miracles had passed away is because in their group it had. They just thought God didn't do it anymore. And kept teaching that and teaching that and teaching that and teaching that for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, even thousands of years. Amen. And just handed it down and handed it down. And it wasn't true at all. Because God never changes. You think about it. If, if he decided not to heal anymore, he had to change his name. Now, this is something else that English-speaking people have missed. Because our, our English Bible doesn't handle it very well. It just capitalizes L, capital O, capital R, capital D to represent the name of God. But without, and that, was, and that came from Greek. I mean, there was the, the Greek Septuagint was in the middle there before it was ever translated from Hebrew. So it got messed up. Didn't even translate the word Messiah. Just left it in Greek, Christ. So it didn't mean anything to us English-speaking people. But one of God's redemptive names is I am the Lord. Rapha. I am. Lord that healeth thee. Glory to God. 
but I don't do that anymore. So just write that. No, no, he can't change. He can't change. That isn't that he won't. I mean, he got it right the first time. You understand? <laughs> Praise God. So our, our central uh, thought and thinking uh, in, in this study and in this, this teaching from the Word is on developing and training or educating the born-again human spirit. Now, if I, if I mention the training of the physical body, like, for instance, I have a trainer, and I work out hard four days a week. And um, on a Monday and a Tuesday, and Wednesday's a rest day, and then Thursday and Friday and rest on the weekend. Well, I understand that. I didn't have to have a trainer to know that. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, I mean, I was an athlete when I was in high school and all that. And I, I, I know the principles. And, um, and, and everybody knows that the mind can be developed. The mind can be trained. It's amazing the things that can be done with the human mind, even in little babies. Amen. I have, well, uh, my daughter and son-in-law, when Jeremy, who you'll meet as the announcer later, uh, he's in the, been in the ministry since he's three years old and uh, never, never thought about anything else. What happened? Well, when Terry was carrying Jeremy, they would lay hands on him while he was still, while she was still carrying him, and read scripture to him, and tell him that he's a seed of Abraham, and that he'll walk by faith, and that he'll preach the gospel. And that's all he's ever wanted to do. Well, Brother Copeland, you don't think he actually heard it, do you? I'm not even going to answer that. Well, of course he did. Of course he did. Amen. But that's been scientifically proven. So what I'm saying is we know these things are available. We understand that. But very little, precious little, has ever been said or taught or actually really researched about the training, education, and developing of the born-again human spirit. And that's the one that needs developing. Amen. Oh, we're going to enjoy this. Glory to God. And, and I don't care who it is. Now, I've been doing this a long time, like I said, 52 years. But uh, I'm, I'm in compared to where we can't, can be. Oh, come on. Come on, man. I got so far to go and I'm, I'm, I'm the hungriest man for God you ever saw in your whole life. I want to know more. Praise God. And we're out of time. Praise God. 
Thank you, Jesus. Jeremy's coming to make some announcements, and we'll talk to you later. What a strong message we have for our first day of this teaching. Brother Copeland is taking us straight to the heart, this, this inner man created in the image and likeness of God because the inner man is where the force of faith lives. It's the born-again spirit that has the same spiritual capacity to do what God does, and that is where we're headed with this teaching. So stay with us all week as we learn how to develop and how to train the born-again human spirit. And remember to download the free broadcast study notes on kcm.org notes and follow right along with Brother Copeland. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.